Hi everyone, welcome to Currency Podcast episode 122. This is the final episode of my podcast, of my uh, Segundo podcast. Um, just briefly, I'm playing in the Valspar Championship. I'm sixth in the season-long standings, the FedEx, FedEx Cup standings. I'm in sixth place, so hopefully I can win this tournament and bring home the gold, but this will be the last tournament that I'm playing in. So let the record show that when this podcast ended, I was playing in the Valspar Championship. Um, who wants to not be a millionaire? That's what. That's the game show that that question will appear on. Because the person who is not ever going to make a million dollars is the person who would know the answer to that question. Um, <clears throat> no, I'm now I'm just insulting people who listen to this. I'm just I was just trying to insult myself. I'm sorry. That's and that's what I did on this podcast. Um, I take the L. I don't. My audience should not take the L. I take the L for this podcast. It. I. I mean. I. Th I think it's a. I think it's fine. Hey, I think it's a winner. But I mean, it doesn't get a lot of user engagement. And for those reasons, I can't make this a cryptocurrency like I said I was going to do in the last episode. I was planning on making it a cryptocurrency, but just a couple days after putting that episode up, I realized that how much greater it would be to never have to make this podcast into a cryptocurrency. Um, the truth slowly worked its way in to my very uh, clouded vision. Um, I mean, I saw the truth eventually, but the entire time I was making the podcast, I was like, at the end, I'm going to turn it into a cryptocurrency, like, or there's going to be a big reveal. And maybe if you listen to enough episodes, you might have realized that I was hinting at this, or maybe that's just the vibe I get out that there's like going to be a big reveal, but it's kind of just like Michael Scott and the big surprise uh, because as it turns out, there is no big surprise. I'm not going to do a cryptocurrency. And the big surprise... And the big surprise is that... Oh, whoops. I don't have anything, you know. Uh -huh. I don't have any words, and uh, so... Whoops. Oh, well. Oh, wait, I was making a podcast? But nobody expected, nobody need, it's, it's the big ending that nobody needed and nobody wanted. Nobody wants, like, this is just, I realized something I, I cannot make because I already know that nobody's going to buy the NFTs based on how many people end up watching this. Based on my general popularity in the world, um, there's just a lot of inerrant flaws with me trying to make this podcast into a cryptocurrency. Um, it's kind of like a Purdue Boilermakers problem. If I went in that direction, like, then I'm going in a Purdue Boilermakers direction. Because, like, the Purdue Boilermakers, their logo is a train. So it's like, they're the trains, right? No, but it's not that. They're the Boilermakers. So it's like, but, okay, so, like, Boilermakers are, what, train conductors or the people who shovel coal into trains? Um, no, it's not that either. They don't, aren't necessarily related to trains. It's just that boilers are a central component on steam locomotives, but they can go on other things. And so it's not necessarily connected that the, like the boilermaker to, well, and it's a train, but the good folks over at Purdue are just like, well, they're asking the rest of the world to be like, well, all of this connects like. We're the Purdue Boilermakers, and that's relevant, of, of course. Like, we have we have a very consistent theme and ethos over here at Purdue. But that's a lie. Because they're centered in West Lafayette, Indiana. And it's like, if you've been to Lafayette, Indiana, you'd be like, oh, I wonder what the bustling metropolis of West Lafayette um, must contain. Uh, because of how glorious that Lafayette is. Lafayette is just like the streets are gold and um, people shower money on you and uh, 
it's wealthy. Did I paint the picture for you? Probably not. Um, but like West Lafayette, Indiana has a Big Ten school. Apparently, I find it's it's improbable that some random location in uh, Podunk, Indiana, has a Big Ten school. That's a little weird. That's a little strange. Uh, that's improbable. It's improbable that any mascot would in any big school would be Boilermakers because Boilermaker is like an esoteric just man who makes boilers that's their mascot this is a profession from the 1840s you know um it's kind of more artisan than that you would be like yeah this is for a sports team or it's related to sports um i mean honestly like cardinal is also not related to sports or or jaguar isn't technically doesn't have to do anything with sports either but um but purdue is just like well all of these were it's real but in reality they're more like per tend university right i got them there yeah major burn on purdue university but it's just kind of like they're but it's just kind of like the reality of purdue they do there is something about these these things i just mentioned that come through in reality where it's like purdue has some certain lack of substance that they get exposed when it it's a real stage like march madness versus the regular season like if it's a real stage a lot of the time purdue does have problems i think it has to do with their fucked up ethos of uh inconsistent inconsistent collection of things and um you just got to avoid when things start to be look like the Purdue Boilermakers in your life. And that's what this podcast is if I'm like... It's a cryptocurrency as well. It's already too many things. Um, like overlaid on top of each other. It's kind of like the uh, images, the f- things you see about it. There's too many things you see about it that are not all related. And then like not enough depth or something. So the Purdue Boilermakers. That's I don't I don't feel that way about my podcast, but it does get to that point at the point that I'm like, oh, it's a cryptocurrency as well. And there's just so many reasons to not release NFTs that tokenize episodes of this podcast, as I, I realize now. But like I was planning for that to be the thing the whole time, and it's really like not until I said that or made an episode about it did I realize that that's a dumb idea. So there's some things that I just need to say out loud before I realize that they're dumb ideas. Um, So that's just another cross. Whoa, look at that one. First time I did that, I sunk a long shot. But I guess it was just for birdie. Um, Tune into the video cast, you'll see an amazing shot that I played on PJ Tour 2K21 at uh, eight minutes in. It'll only take you eight minutes of watching, so make sure, so it'll be easy to watch those first eight minutes waiting for the shot, and you're gonna love every minute of it. Um, It's way different hearing me talk, watching the video, than just listening to it, so do both. Like the, it's like one of those in-person experiences are like, for some people, they're better. Like, for me, uh, it's better both ways for me. Um, I am always significant in whatever medium I send myself through. And, and it's just like... I was planning that, but it's better as a joke. So that's another cross I die on. That's another guy. That's another guy that's that's a persona the persona of the guy who thinks this podcast is a cryptocurrency is basically the person that i was the whole time um before realizing that's a bad idea and so now that person is i'm gonna i'll leave the episode up as a monument to bad decisions but i i'm i'm declaring that i don't have to follow any of the stipulations i laid out in the fiat crypto episode that i presented as like some sort of official stipulation i grant myself the ability to not do that and to break off contracts and um to not be a part of contracts if i don't want to but i will tokenize 
I'll tokenize them in the future if I want to, but I'm not going to contract myself to do it. I'll give myself the option to do that. I'll give myself the option to make more episodes, even though I'm saying this is the last one. This will basically be the, should be the last one, but I'll grant myself the ability to keep making them at some point in the future if I want to, because I'm not going to, I don't want to stick myself in contracts or whatever. Um, but I graduate to a new persona or the new world that ensues past where I thought I'm going to make this into a cryptocurrency. Now I'm in the world where I'm the guy who doesn't have to deal with that. And it's a lot better, but it's just like a joke when it is. It's better as a joke than as a real thing, because it would be horrendous for me to have to make that a permanent feature of my life. So I'm just going through the horrible scenario of I do try to keep going with the making it a cryptocurrency. Then if that's the case, then I just have this thing going on in the background of my life that I'm always responsible for. That it's like if people bought the NFTs and I'm responsible for the value of that. And also I have to like explain this to people where I go. I'm like, oh, by the way, I have a, a, a podcast uh, that I turned into a cryptocurrency that's uh, it's, it's always valuable permanently and i i live to communicate its value to bystanders and anybody i come across it's a central important part of my life and it persistently makes me important in front of you and that's why i made it i don't want this glorious thing i don't want to be important anymore i don't want to lead a cavalry charge of people that uh, agreed to some contract with me of the NFTs I put out. I don't want to lead that cavalry charge. Um, what? It's just like, if I was going to lead a cavalry charge, that shouldn't be the one. I mean, it's just like, that was that was a possibility for me. It's not the worst idea ever, but... But now that I don't... Now that I know I'm not going to do it, because there's knowing that something's not going to happen and then there's not not knowing like there is you can know when you're confident about something so it's like i'm confident that i would not that that's a bad idea now but at the time i was like in a state of purgatory about it where i'm like oh will it happen or how do i do it or how do i pull it off um but it's i'm ecstatic now that i know that that i'm not going to do that Knowing is very no knowledgeable knowing things. And um, this podcast is uh, started as a a dream of mine. And it's always been my dream to self-glorify myself in this way, apparently, or something like that, that I start doing this a podcast about one guy. Um, apparently I was setting myself up to be a part of this. Like, you, you can't deny it. <laughs> I am not culpable. I don't, I rinse my hands of this. I claim no culpability, or whatever you'd say, um, for the thing that I have for the podcast. No, no, I mean, I'm not, I didn't, it's not about me. It's about the things I'm saying or something. Um, I mean, I guess I wish that it was about the things I said, but it will basically only ever be about me. And that's too many levels of self-glorification that I would then be like, there's a cryptocurrency now. But it's like I start doing the podcast and <clears throat> it's a thing I begin doing, but there's, um, knowledge knowledge is really really tremendous i guess i'm i'll say that to the since it's not like commercially like i have thousands of views i'll take the l rather than the my audience would have to or i i mean by by ending it now and then not making it so that like because I think for a long time I wanted to make it a cryptocurrency because that would salvage it or guarantee that it was like a victory for me. It's like, well, actually, the entire time I was planning this, so I know that 
there might have been a lot of episodes that sucked, but turns out I knew what I was doing the entire time. Because I'm a smart guy. I I think that it's a good... I think that it's fine. The podcast and the things I say. Like, I don't look at it like at loss, but to the extent that it is, I'll take the L. And... <clears throat> it's just it's just something i gotta end it's just one of those things that you're like well i gotta cut now because it's just getting now it's just getting scary and bizarre or something so it's like um uh well but but if you look at it a couple different ways then then you'll see that i'm right Look at it enough ways, and then you'll think about any one thing I've said on this podcast so far. And if you thought I was wrong, just keep telling yourself to think about it in different ways, and eventually you'll know that I'm right. Just whatever your takeaway is, I was right. Whatever your interpretation of things I say on here, bottom line is I'm right about it, and... So it's like, as long as you filter your interpretations through me, like, I was right as I said it, I was correct no matter what, um, that's kind of just a healthier way. It's, like, good to be open-minded like that. Um, you know, give or take. And, and... It's just an unfolding story. That's my podcast, and I'm elated to be ending it. Not exactly. I recorded this episode before, and then I realized that the lighting was terrible, and I was completely in the dark, and so I was like, oh shit, your last episode, you can't, it can't be poorly lit. So, uh, redo... So I redone it, I redid it, or I'm redoing it now, but, um, anyway, like, so I'm going to do, I'm going to tokenize some sounds that I create for TikTok, and I know that maybe now isn't the best time to create TikTok sounds, because they passed a bill to ban TikTok, but hopefully that's just bullshit. We just need to stop listening to Congress anyway, and, um... No, what is going on here? What is going on? It's stuck on some... I'm just trying to push through this and get to the game. Begin round. Begin the round. Um... But hopefully, like, they arrested Donald Trump. That's completely bullshit. Everybody knows that that's a farce because they could get any politician on anything like that. And basically, most of the politicians are doing worse shit than that because we know about Epstein's Island. And there's all these levels of politicians beyond the elected official level, beyond the Trump level, that are doing much worse, shittier things um, that we know about. And it's just a... It's a big... Uh, bullshit display to be like oh we got looks like we're going to arrest donald trump is like the biggest public figure of all time the greatest celebrity of my lifetime basically of our lifetimes i guess the i guess he belongs i guess the courtroom should decide his fate because the courtroom is so important but we should all just pray that this does permanent damage to the courtroom's reputation and permanent damage to the legal system's reputation. That's the next thing to go. But they might, in arresting Donald Trump, they might just be making it that Trump destroys the legal system as well as the media because everybody knows that this is that this bullshit now, but like Johnny Depp already did some work to expose the courtroom scene to be idiotic, uh, because of, because it's idiotic that they're like, oh, well, we're, I, 
probably the best way to decide the most important decisions of a person's life is to bring in a judge and a jury full of people he's never met before that would never that don't know him and so know nothing about his intentions or like the way that he is probably the best way to decide the l most long lasting of decisions is to bring in a room full of people you've never met and have them be like uh okay yeah maybe i don't know after a couple days of deliberation Let's just take a couple days and then they will, on a whim, make some flippant decision based on shit that happens in their life and it, that isn't related to this guy at all. That's the best way to decide these things or, or whatever. Um, clearly the courtroom... I'm just saying the courtroom's stupid. Nobody... Like, fuck all of that. Fuck this idea that we're gonna drag... Uh, Alex Jones in the court, into court, and now he owes like $975 million. But it's just like, when Trump got elected, he was like, well, obviously we're not going to lock up Hillary Clinton because she's a larger-than-life figure. Like, she's one of the biggest public figures of all time. She's... The, it would be improbable that we're... That anybody would go, go forward with something like that because obviously the whole nation and the whole world wouldn't take that seriously if they dragged Hillary Clinton into the courtroom because everybody knows that she's above the law. If you get to be that big, you are above the law because the legal system in the courtroom, uh, it isn't heaven. It isn't like... I don't know what this perceived standard is of the courtroom that it's so glorious that you could never be better than that but there are people that are above the law just rationally speaking it doesn't make any sense i mean like if donald trump killed somebody then yeah or whatever but this is just some petty nonsense that they're doing and uh these like displays from congress or whoever it is the political machine to drag trump into court and to, like ban tiktok uh is them just sh making these big displays of being threatening like big inflated show showiness that just is kind of like uh when a civilization is collapsing and their currency becomes majorly inflated it's a little bit like that You know, it's all fun and games until I think I have a really good point that proves my supremacy. And then, uh, and then I speak it out. Then I speak it forward. Um, it's all fun and games until a serious tone overtakes the fun of the games. Then you're like, oh, don't forget to take that thing seriously. Um... Yes, like, this is all fun. There's a podcast I'm playing, virtual golf, and sharing random synapses from my brain, but don't forget to take it seriously. Like, this is this is a very serious moment between you and me and um, anybody else that listens, and... But knowledge is... Uh, worth it what was i saying before about something that um knowledge but it's like adam and eve they ate from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil i believe that to me um and i talk a lot about christianity on this podcast i think that the story of adam and eve to me is related to my own story of following christ or of christianity adam and eve is a similar thing to me um because like adam and eve begins the bible and it's a story about knowledge that they obtain but it's kind of like when you begin writing a story that's a, that's the point at which you start to have knowledge like that's the way it works in adam and eve that's the way it works like Adam and Eve being the setting for the Bible or like the beginning of it. It's not the setting for the Bible, but I'm entertaining a perspective that the Bible is one cohesive work of art, like thematic all the way through. And so, um, I mean, this perspective is 
important anyway, even if you don't think that's the way the Bible should be looked at or whatever. But it's like Adam and Eve is is an overture that provides, like you should be able to pick up on the themes of that as the book goes on, I I believe. But it's, it's like a central, uh, it's the opening story, but it's kind of like when you, just in regular life, like Christianity for me, it's like when I start to become a Christian when I was very young, that's like a story that I begin writing. And it has to do with knowledge that I'm obtaining as long as this story exists. Um, knowledge of like the of the way that things work in the Christian world, I guess, like that knowledge specifically. But um, I'm saying that Adam and Eve is a story about intentions, like when e when Eve ate from the tree, I guess this is what I'll probably talk about for most of the episode is this idea that I'm excited about. It's just taking me a minute to f formulate the words. Um, the like Adam and Eve is a story when Eve ate from the tree is she obtained the knowledge of good and evil, but it's at the very point that she's doing that or that Adam is doing it. Now you're entering into a world where there's like a God that you're trespassing against that you're disobeying. That it's like all of a sudden there's all these intentions that weren't there before because before they ate from the tree they were they remained innocent and that's kind of the way that stories work for people any individual story uh like when you start a job and then you play out that not that it's like uh like i'm writing this story the second you start a job but as you're going through it you obtain knowledge that makes you right and some other group of people wrong. Like if your job is being a heart surgeon and then you're like, you go into that area of specialty for 20 years, this is knowledge that you're obtaining against the rest of the world, the people that aren't heart surgeons, just for that knowledge, specifically the knowledge of heart surgery, uh, because there's lots of different knowledges they are very it can be very specific or very general but any anything is a knowledge the thing the collection of things i say in this podcast is just like m my knowledge i i would say that every individual person has their own knowledge so you couldn't tell somebody like they don't they don't know because they do know they just know the things that they know there's different studies offer different bodies of knowledge, uh, theology, geography, whatever. They're, these are different knowledges, and there's lots of levels of depth to any one knowledge. I think that it's just that there's not one knowledge, but uh, they, like, you enter into a world where you obtain that knowledge but like with christianity it makes it you kind of obtain the knowledge of good and evil just by virtue of a number a number of things but like it's what you obtain the longer that you're a christian is a knowledge of what makes you right and and sinners wrong or uh just people in general what is right or what is wrong i would argue is like just for the world is largely dictated by Christianity. I think Christianity ultimately ultimately sets like the code of conduct so that people in the world kind of know that there's things that they're do or not supposed to do. But where do those rules come from? I think they come from the church generally, but but like I start making this podcast and that's a story that I'm writing sort of, but that's an example of how it's like when you start writing a story or you start into something, then you gain knowledge. So there's nothing wrong with a story and there's nothing wrong with knowledge, but, um, <clears throat> something, there is something to like, like what I'm doing is, this specific thing where I write this, begin this story, like I began this podcast and it continues going, 
it is sort of something that I do to make myself knowledgeable because like sort of out of nowhere because like I already have the knowledge I am I'm just looking for a way to speak it so it's like it's not like it makes me knowledgeable but I guess as far as other people would see it or perceive it then all of a sudden it does make me knowledgeable but it's like it's a knowledge that I have that I'm saying that I like, these are the things I know and it makes me right. And some other group of people wrong. What, what other group of people, whatever group I'm complaining about at the time or whatever, it's like Christians generally. Um, I, and I'm making a point about knowledge, how knowledge is all like intrinsically a fight between right and wrong, good and evil. And so when the Bible says, they obtain the knowledge of good and evil, like they're not fucking around. Because that's like, I think that that might be true of any story anybody starts ever. But it, like, that this is the beginning story of the Bible. Is that, like, the knowledge, it, it's just true of knowledge, is that it's a right versus wrong. At the point that there is knowledge, but. At the point, at the point that there is knowledge, because it's like if you enter into a story or like you or you gain authority over heart surgery or something, you're gaining this knowledge. And it's not like anybody. It's not like that needed to happen. It's just that there's a lot of people that are in a position where they are creating some story that they're that they're keeping up for other people just so that they look knowledgeable and. It has to do with what, it has to do with like how you think that the story began, at least it does for me, is something I've been thinking about recently. Um, because you can go back to where something began and say like you didn't intend it. Like if I wanted to go back to when I started being a Christian, like I was born again when I was four and that's where the story begins. Um, I can grant myself the ability to go back and say that I didn't know what was happening, but that's not, as long as you're in the story, you're giving yourself intentions that you, um, that you started doing it. Uh, like, it's like the more that it is a story that you're confined by is the more that you are restricted by the knowledge that you're saying that you have. But I'm talking about that um, I can go back to the beginning of something I started doing. It's like there's all these things I'm doing in my life, like the job I have in this podcast. And if I was being honest, if I went back to where these things began, I don't know why they began or why I started doing them. Because, and that's the way that it works for me. I don't know if it works that way for everybody or not. I am maybe more naturally innocent than other people. I don't know if it works this way for everybody, but for me, the way I start things, I don't know why I'm starting them. I can only ever look back and say that there was intention. I, a, a lot of the time. Um, that's not, I'm not saying like, I'm choosing to be innocent. I'm saying like, literally that's, I don't know why I'm starting things because I'm kind of oblivious. Um, maybe you would call that being dumb or something. But you, in or, I think a lot of people, in order to convince themselves that they're smart, they look back at their stories and they're like, I intended that from the beginning. And that's something I'm doing with this podcast as long as I'm like, the story ends with it being a cryptocurrency. Um, it's like this thing that I'm planning and that I'm intending the entire time. Um, and I think when that's the case is when you're like relying on intentions, then it's maybe a little bit, it becomes a little bit superficial or you're just telling people to buy into that you're knowledgeable rather than that it's, uh, rather than that the knowledge that you're sharing and espousing is pointing to something bigger or, or pointing to something outside of yourself. Like I would like for the podcast to be knowledge that's open source and not restricted to just like, I'm the guy saying it. 
and but it never becomes that as long as I'm being controlling over the knowledge or whatever. And like being controlling over the knowledge has to do with that while you're writing the story, you think that like uh, if um, like while you're writing the story, you take too much control over it, then at that point, maybe I think you're forcing other people to see you as knowledgeable or whatever. But I think there's a number of things that I, I do that with things, but the trick is like the lie that I fall into very often is that I think that a story I began is intended, but it's like, if I was being honest with, with myself, if I really went back and remembered how it began and how things begin for me, it's like, I don't know why I went to this school or this college or whatever, but very frequently in the present, I look at back at things I started and I'm like, I intended all of that, or there's this plan to the point that I'm convincing myself that I'm planning as I'm going. And I do that with the podcast I make, but it's like when I started this podcast and started identity, I didn't have any plans. I didn't, I didn't want it to be thematic. I wasn't like, it's going to end a certain way. But then as I start doing it, I start thinking I have all these intentions. And I think that that's like the knowledge of good and evil. That's what the Adam and Eve story is about is it's like inevitably once you start a story, you have to fight the fight the idea that you were like you're important or that you're like orchestrating all of it. Um, I think it's important to look at for people to look at themselves like they're God and create their own narratives, but you can't, I don't know what part of it make is bad or like, what is it? What is it? That's bad. I can only explain that as long as you have some like, Thing that you're planning on revealing that's when things get more untoward and then scary for any onlooker uh like because that's just more secretive and you're being more confusing and encrypting the when you have things that you're about to do but i'm that like people don't know or or whatever and it has and i i do these things sometimes like I'm planning that, well, at some point in the future, people around me will know that I do this or whatever, but not right now. And it it has to do with like, I wish I was smarter than I am. Uh, maybe. Like I'm, I'm probably smarter than most people really, but I always wish, I always want to be smarter. I think like I'm probably smarter than a really a high enough percentage of people, but I don't think that I am I I always think like I'm not smart if I'm not smarter than like everybody else in the world so um I probably do some things just so uh people know that I'm knowledgeable and it's like unnecessary because people could probably already see that anyway but I'm talking about like saving up a story isn't good um get your story out there don't be like, um, this story is going to, when I say this story in, in the future, like when it is said, it'll be really great. Uh, that's the flaw. That's the thing you want to avoid or that I need to avoid more is saving up a story or thinking that or whatever. Like once I, I'm saying, uh, just say the story rather than continuing writing the story because you're kind of stuck in it as long as you don't say it or it's like once it's not a secret anymore uh there's all the power of whatever you're building up in your head is is gone and like that's what people are afraid of releasing is they think that uh like the story they have is what makes them who they are and like once this is made known then it'll be revealed that i am truly great in these ways but it's like anytime you release a story it's like anything else that happens in life where nobody cares and it's just a big disappointment but uh there so there's not really any story that's better than any other one but um 
I'm talking about how you can go back to the beginning and it's like I can say I intended to go into Christianity, but it it's like I didn't know what I was doing when I started being a Christian or or when I started doing this podcast. And there's something really f- uh, there's something good about allowing your, granting yourself the ability to go back in time and say that you didn't know what you were doing to begin with because it frees you of the burden of having the knowledge. Like, I don't know if it, I mean, it doesn't abnegate responsibility for you of the knowledge or the thing that you did, but um, I'm talking about how I don't know oftentimes is better than knowing is better than knowledge but knowledge kind of always begins with the uh, it knowledge is always kind of like part of this contract where you are are knowledgeable and like in order to be knowledgeable you had to have intentions to begin with in the thing that you're saying you're knowledgeable in you had to have intentions because if it's not that then you're just like that's like Adam and Eve before they ate the tree. They are, they don't know what's going on. And they're, they're obtaining no knowledge of any kind, as long as they don't know. So I guess it's better to know, but knowledge is a dirtier game. It's a much more complex and it makes you like God. Because it makes you a creator of stories instantly. But you wouldn't be that if you were always, I don't know. Um, so maybe the thing you want to avoid is allowing innocence to take the responsibility. Or like maybe you always want to say, yeah, I intended it. It's just that you don't want to do too much of that. Because then you're just, then you're like becoming the identity. Everything in moderation. That's that's my that's the virtue at the end of it just everything in moderation i should have just said that at the beginning everything in moderation that's that's the podcast that's the first episode i could have done that that was an option for me i can also turn it into a cryptocurrency but I will not. I will not do that. Adam and Eve just makes me so horny because of the uh, nudity and the leaves that they sewed on themselves. It's just really um, tempting. Those leaves are so sexy. We, um, you know, if you make yourself clothes out of leaves, I just can't get it out of my mind. Well, I hit it in the water. That's how tempted I was. I mean, that's how distracted I was. Um... <clears throat> But I guess I'm talking about knowledge. What, how did I obtain the knowledge of these things that I said? Dedication, um, strength, fear-mongering, uh, baton twirling, dragon slaying, dragon um, taming. That's what I meant to say. Body dysmorphia. Um, I just, there's a lot of ways you can obtain knowledge. That's the point. Life with, I, w I would hate to be, I would hate to not have knowledge. Um, it's It sounds as if the train that derailed in Ohio is, the company is owned by BlackRock. So the take that I had that that was a bullshit story, I take it back. I recant that because it sounds like there is some conspiracy involved if that company is owned by BlackRock. Um, BlackRock is the enemy. But I was thinking today, because the because protesters in France infiltrated the headquarters of BlackRock with their torches and whatever, 
So, like, looks like we might be in for a real turning point in human history here. Because BlackRock owns, like, a thousand of the biggest corporations in the world. They're headquartered in BlackRock. Is all the proof you'd ever need. By the way, like, BlackRock is the headquarters for a thousand other major corporations. I know, like, it's not a thousand, right? Because that was an exaggeration. But, um... It's like, do you still think that there aren't conspiracies at that point, world, nation? You still think there's no conspiracies when there's uh, 500 corporations in one single conspiracy definable to BlackRock under one name? That's the definition of a conspiracy. Conspiracy is just a natural consequence of consolidation of different companies of uh people trying to make money and commerce happening conspiracy is happening no matter definitely that's part of it um because all of those companies breathe together because they're part of the same thing and for a very long time the world is denying that e even conspiracies exist that's impossible people just don't know what they're talking about people are just afraid of the word so they're not going to explore that oh well if you just take five seconds to look at it of course there are conspiracies everywhere because the government owns like these many health insurance agencies are in very are in this conspiracy over here under this bigger corporation that heads up two insurance comp health insurance companies but they're not just a part of that conspiracy, they're a part of another one. There's all kinds of departments overlaid with each other. Um, it's a giant bureaucracy. Basically, there's all kinds of bureaucratic governments that when you look at the top of it, the, the top of that government, is the headquarters of it are orchestrating, connecting all of these different companies. Like, that's what BlackRock does. The government does that just for all of the... The collection of all government agencies is a conspiracy because they're all breathing together. They're all one body uh, united in the the government. But the government is a more easily definable one because it has, like, a headquarters and it has a capital. Like, its headquarters are... Um, the world knows them they're identifiable the headquarters of the government are I identifiable headquarters for a conspiracy but for blackrock people don't know that that one's happening but like i don't know that it's a good thing to infiltrate the headquarters of blackrock because they might be the only thing holding the world together uh seeing as that all of the companies that they support and this is like this is the brain this is the brains this is the intelligence of all of those companies like pfizer is one of them a bunch of them here i guess let me look up companies companies that companies that blackrock owns blackrock companies it's like we can't just decentralize BlackRock because they're probably holding the world together as it stands now. You can't just be like, oh, that's gone. Um, because um, everybody will live in a general level of poverty all of a sudden. Or like, well, actually, they were the, they were the standard of income for 3 billion people across the globe. Like, you can't just say... You can't just dismantle BlackRock overnight, but it, people should go. And it's all amazing that you can just walk into these places if you use enough force. <laughs> if you bust down the doors and um, place dynamite near the walls, explode the walls out, it's amazing how easily you can just walk into these places. But they protested... 
you shouldn't be able to infiltrate BlackRock, but as it turns out, it is just some other company in the world, and they don't have that major of a power over us. And so let's uh, let's criticize them. Let's recognize them to be like now you're accommodating regular persons from the street all of a sudden that just walked into your lobby, you losers. I guess you weren't that high and mighty because it isn't. They aren't ultimately. It's it's a facade, and it's finally it's been popularized that BlackRock even exists because they would like the rest of the world to not even know they're there. Uh, but there's lots of all kinds of hidden hierarchies and conspiracies are real. They're as real as anybody is saying about them. Like they're basically all real. It's just some of them aren't really probable. Some of them are just believed by a small percentage of people. And so that's just an unlikelihood. It's just there's a number of them that are unlikelihoods, like the further down you go uh, is the more that somebody's like pretending that this exists rather than that they have evidence for it. All of the conspiracies are real. It's just like a lot of them are improbable, but some of them are completely probable. Um, some of them are already obviously existing. Let me read off some of the BlackRock th shit. Companies, what companies are owned by BlackRock? BlackRock's top three holdings are Apple, Microsoft, and Amazon. I think that that's just stock that they have. Because the problem is that I looked it up on Google, and Google's going to try to hide that BlackRock is a collection of companies. Fucktards. Behind Google. But they, they try to keep the veil over everybody as for as long as possible even though the entire waking world has woken up to that BlackRock is a thing you still have to go to TikTok to really learn anything about it TikTok is exposing all kinds of shit and that's why Congress is trying to take them down and because Congress is really in good with Silicon Valley and Silicon Valley is losing a lot of money to TikTok as TikTok is a more valuable function that people like more and uh, it's better than fucking YouTube that censors uh, everything and filters out comments for anybody trying to make it and gives community strikes and pays out. I mean, whatever. It, it's not necessarily better than YouTube, TikTok, but, um, but it's more, it gives a lot of power to the people. So con naturally Congress is like, well, actually we have the power to say no because we're still a strong and potent force in the world today. But they, but they ain't, not for real. Black Rock. So, <clears throat> it's not always likable. This has been a horrifying experience at, at times. People don't really like the guy who's going after a particular religion. That's hard to sell. It's not really likable. A lot of, like, the Christian church generally has a sort of positive image in the world. So it's kind of hard to sell that. Uh, the the other side of that, that, like the anti side of that. Or, like, try to paint Christians as really ugly. People don't really like to hear that, so... I'm tired of being the ugly guy. I don't like... I'm tired of giving bad impressions. I'm tired of... Like, um... Being bad with... Visuals or so, or something. Being bad up front with things. Uh, I would rather be good up front. That people like me immediately. I'm tired... I, I'm making a point about the like stories that you save up. It's the same as giving people bad impressions. Or for me, holding to an idea that I'm bad with visuals or the surface world. Why would I need to be bad with that? Why can't it be good? Um, Christianity can be good. There's, I know I've said a lot of things about them, but they're, it's all good what they're doing. It's, it's fine in surface world or not. 
whether they represent the surface world versus the in-depth world, maybe that's maybe that's true. Maybe Christians are like the most critical among us, possibly. But um, I don't need to give bad impressions. But like uh, acting like you have something deeper down to the point that you don't need to impress people with initial judgments because they'll figure it out eventually. Um, or they should know it already because I have something better than this thing I'm doing. I do, I do waste a lot of time and probably money, um, trying to be somebody who criticizes images and the surface world, presenting myself that way as like, well, when I say something, it's not a real thing. It's just, I'm making fun of things that are said and I am it's exhausting living in that world. Not that I do it all the time, but maybe only now I'm realizing the full glory of how many drawbacks come with that. The full glory of my drawbacks. I'm going to have to write that album pretty soon. I'm going to have to go to the top of a mountain really go within myself um write a full-length album about the glory of my drawbacks i don't know maybe probably not a substantial enough theme but i'm gonna go to the top of a mountain and just um put a big piece of grass in my mouth and Think about folk music and light a peace pipe and smoke a little bit of it, just like our the natives that used to own these lands. I'm gonna go top of, top of mountain, get into that spirit of things, so I can harness that energy um, into an album, a musical album. But I want to um, not a album album, but a musical one musical album created using music from music was the resource used to create the album is the kind of album I'm talking about like a like a musical kind of one involving instrumentation and uh, s sounds and rhythms I wish I could make an album but like a musical one using tones and like um, kind of like music I want to make an album, but like music is kind of what holds it all together. Like, for example, like people have done that before, like, um, like, uh, Black Sabbath made an album once and Bruce Springsteen, I think, and Blondie, um, just anybody that was named in the song. 1985 by Bowling for Columbine, the band. I know, they're called Bowling for Soup. I was just making a joke. Um, there's a couple people that have made an album like that that was like kind of music was the album that they were making. It was like a musical album. But I would like to, I want to tokenize sounds that I make on TikTok as long as TikTok is on there, I will create NFTs that are just the sound and they aren't related to this podcast. And those will, some of my favorite NFTs that I potentially make are ones that aren't related to the podcast. But um, additionally, um, additionally, I'm going to keep having a Twitch and this podcast, the spirit of it will live on in just a regular twitch channel i'll just have a regular twitch and not make it podcast episode twitch that way it'll be less complex and i can be m more of a normal person and that's what i've been going for the entire time but what i what i needed to do to to become regular is uh end end the podcast and i finally found a way to end it all I had to do was say the word. So I'll have 
I'll have projects that I work on in the future. I'll share through social media or um, maybe notify through the podcast for anybody that's not connected to me through social social media. You'll hear about me later on in the future because because I'm up to some kind of bullshit that somebody will hear about in some way. Likely. Um, but here, let me think of something else to say in case I edit out a couple minutes of, of blankness. Um, knowledge is power. Knowledge is power. I have a lot of power. Uh, is knowledge always power? Like the amount of knowledge that you have designates that you have this much power. And what can you say? What, what could you say about knowledge? You know, politics. People who are politicians are all con artists. Um, whoever it is. R Rubio. Con artist. Ted Cruz. Con artist. Unless you're like Donald Trump, I would say, is less of a con artist than the politicians. That's why he got elected president. But he's the one that everybody blames for being a con artist. It's he actually had businesses. He had to he had to have successful properties that made him money. Poli career politicians just made money off of the government, uh, off of people deciding that they were really good. But I mean, career politicians just made money off of convincing everybody that they're worthy of power or that they look like it. Politicians just are the people that are best at looking like they deserve power because they talk their way into it they manipulate people into thinking that they are the best at it because they're silver-tongued devils there's just every one of them is a snake oil salesman because they're all selling you that well i'm the one who deserves to be talking but the presidency i guess still has the potential to be interesting as long as like if the era dictates that somebody who is more of like a book writer deserves to be president like marianne williamson sounds kind of uh she has some interesting things to say maybe the era will reward her like an era that's just looking for a thinker or something like it's possible that the presidency is not completely irrelevant but it's more of an artistic thing now it's more just like the artist at this point, we've got to know that all of those people are con artists, but it's more like the person that we like their con artistry the best. That's the way that it's always been. It's just we didn't realize that that's what it is. The presidency. But Trump is less of a con artist because he actually has to produce more services. He offers hotels and shit. But um, politicians are like, we have knowledge. Air, we I guess they they get they get more knowledge once they're elected they get more knowledge the more authority they have over being a politician but it's just politics is one of those that it just points to the authoritarian structure or the power structure or the knowledge structure itself um hmm I don't know I don't know what you'd say about the relationship between power and knowledge, politicians and knowledge. Because, like, the knowledge that they get... I mean, they just get more power than knowledge. I'm trying to make a connection between... So, knowledge is, is not always power. It's not. There are instances where it isn't. So, I don't know what that means. Knowledge is power. It's not. This this podcast is living proof of that. I have all kinds of knowledge. And I think that it's... I have all kinds of knowledge. It doesn't give me any power. Knowledge isn't power. And that's a, that's a lesson that I've learned. Is that all of these, all of these uh, podcasters and comedians that I look up to, that I listen to, they, they all say the same thing about trying to be successful they say um well if you just say if you're true to yourself and like say what you want to say and make what you want to make 
then you'll find the people that like that too. And eventually you'll like build an audience or whatever. And I've been trying to be true to myself and saying whatever and doing what I like to do for all of this time. And that didn't happen. They, I mean, like it did a little bit. Sure. I'm thankful for my listeners, but it's not like a audience grew, not to the extent that they're saying it's possible. Like Louis CK or somebody like has major audience. He's acting like everybody's likable like that. So those people, people in positions of power are um, misguided about how the power that they obtained, that they think that it, it could happen to anybody, but it couldn't because there's plenty of people that are unlikable. It only it happens to likable people. Likable people's vision is skewed by uh, that the the their life that it was proven that everybody else liked them. Um, I'm saying if you're unlikable, that doesn't necessarily happen. There, it's knowledge. Uh, knowledge is power, but not not knowledge that's unpopular. Not knowledge that is for a niche group of people or that occupies a small probability uh knowledge that is unlikely to become true knowledge that i i knowledge that's too too specific or something or in other words knowledge that's unpopular there's not really any power in that and so that's not knowledge that you should be afraid of like in some senses my knowledge is more harmless than somebody in power because you trust it because there's i don't have any power um but despite my knowledge i don't i thought knowledge was power jesus has been lying to me damn it damn it jesus he has a sense of humor what if his sense of humor is just bold-faced lying what if he has a really sick sense of humor god or jesus ah he's got a sense of humor he's a funny one what if it's really sick really twisted and the joke is on you i think that that's what my relationship to jesus is it's like it's this fun thing but he loves you but <laughs> in a really really backwards way unfortunately oh yeah he loves you but um jesus is kind of kinky he's got uh, a couple fixes that he needs and so it's too bad that you are the one at the crux of it or whatever like god's plans are can actually be pretty devastating to some people probably even if they are sovereign whatever that's the podcast i created i'm good at it peace out dogs life is a highway and um fuck you all fuck everybody to death and that's the end of the podcast goodbye Wait, let me think of something else I was supposed to say. I'm your host, Matt Connor. I hosted the entire thing. I'm the host. Um, over and out. Bye.